Forum presents Shadow Man 9 in the Cradle of Destiny. This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. Welcome to Season 3. Welcome to the past. We're going back to the mm-hmm. past? No. Back to the future. No, no, wait. No, no. no. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly few future Avenger Brothers episodes. Yeah, not a lot really of... do the Simpsons thing. Not a lot of call forwards. That weird alternate Simpsons continuity that, like, yeah. you didn't realize was a continuity, but then they just started doing a couple of episodes in it per season. There are multiples. It's very similar to X-Men. Yeah. With the different dark futures of the Simpsons. <laughs> um, yeah, we're here with the beginning of season three. Uh, and this episode is, I'm going to go ahead as far as to say it. And, you know, no uh, no need for consensus or anything. Not trying to convince anybody. Mm-hmm. This is my least favorite season opener. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. I like, I've, I'm getting, I'm pretty far ahead in my rewatch. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. I find the structure of this episode a little bit annoying. Mm. And I, I, I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. I just, <laughs> I just get a little irritated. Like the, you know, the, you know, doctor girlfriend saying something and then a councilman saying something and then, you know, the monarch answering. Yeah. Like um, flipping back and forth. I find know, it obnoxious and I don't know why. So what it is, like the trick that they're doing is really similar to the way that Archer is written. Okay. Um, where what they're doing is they're writing one conversation uh, but they're putting in cuts to different people, finishing each other's lines or giving another, giving an answer to another question that will, you know, that actually does provide the it answer to the question the that was one. given. Yeah. 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 So like, that's a thing that you notice in any, in a lots of stuff that Adam Reed does, like happens all the time in C-Lab 2021, um, happens yeah. all the time in Archer that is happening here, but it, it they're like, they're really kind of inexperienced at it. So it's clunky. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it's it's that it's the fact that they're not as good at with it and it's the fact that it's such a nothing in terms of the uh cliffhanger mm-hmm. you know at at some point like I, I made notes for this i don't always do this but i'm like who is in trouble for what yeah you know <laughs> that, that, that shouldn't be a question yeah. about this and i and i have some guesses i mm-hmm. you know i got i got some ideas around it but it's so dumb like the idea that it just like the monarch gets off on this technicality well it's also you know, it's also playing fast and loose with the double with the double meaning of the word trial you yeah. know like yeah. okay you think okay so this is another trial of the monarch and you think you know they say oh we're going to execute you or whatever but then it's revealed that no it's not like a punitive trial like this is a trial to see if you'll stick together as a duo right the problem is like that it probably doesn't need to be underlined more it needs to be underlined more cannily than it actually is and it doesn't feel very guild to me right you know, like the guild, even within the episode, the guild is very like, like, you know, the, the Council of Thirteen are, are portrayed as bungling old men mm-hmm. uh, in a general sense. And the idea that they would do this little little switcheroo, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I just find this episode annoying. Like, mm-hmm. th- there are some good jokes in it yeah. and everything. But boy, like it's, it, I don't remember what I thought of it the first time I saw it. But on rewatch, I was just like, oh, man. And then season three picks up quite a bit. Like season three it, is good. But 
it makes boy, sense oh reading the story of how this episode came together to like understand why it feels so like not of a piece with anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, it's a bizarre one. Let's get into it and talk uh, yeah. to talk in some more specifics. Uh, like all the openers, this is uh, shared writing credit between Jackson Public and Doc Hammer. Uh, this mm-hmm. aired June first of uh, tw- uh, two thousand eight. Sorry, I about said twenty eighteen. Uh, I'm just losing mm-hmm. decades left and right here. No, who can remember a decade? Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, this is the first. You know, this is kind of setting the tone for the season, which is going to be full of flashbacks. Um, this is all about opening up and exploring the origin of these characters. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons why uh, Doc and Jackson felt comfortable doing this is because Adult Swim ordered seasons three and four together. Yeah. Um, so they knew that they'd be able to, you know, they weren't going to go out on an origin story. Mm-hmm. And they uh, had a smaller gap between uh, season two and season three. Mm-hmm. So they could get kind of get right to work. Yes. Yeah, um, and they benefited. So the getting two seasons together, sudden influx of cash. Uh, additionally, they kind of got to build their ideal team um, because another studio dissolved <laughs> right around the time they started hiring. Uh, I think it's it, in the it was um, a hip studio. Yeah, it was a, it was it was like, a hip we studio. Beer on tap. They have, they have a they have a beer tap, Gary. Yeah, pull up a beanbag. <laughs> yeah. And uh, join me in the conversation pinball pit to yeah. brainstorm some engineering. R- raising my hand over here. Hey, um, if a workplace has a beer tap and a pool table, run. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> like they're trying to trick you. Yep. Run. Some of other stuff. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh but they managed to like hire a whole new uh like background painting team and uh that that went along with another shift this is the first episode to or this is the first season uh to be animated and aired entire entirely in hd and boy if Mm -hmm. you like lots of details about what goes into kind of like remodeling an entire show uh is jackson public section in the art book uh right for you (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's interesting to to hear about. You know, everything was at the wrong resolution, mm-hmm. and a lot of this was uh, coming to roost, like them figuring out, you know, getting the the look that they always wanted mm-hmm. for the background pictures and the models. Yeah, um, you know, kind of figuring things out, which makes sense. You know, mm-hmm. still relatively early on. Um, the big thing they had to figure out was how to resolve the cliffhanger season two. Doctor Girlfriend saying, you know, Monarch, I'm what mm-hmm. record scratch can play show up. <laughs> You're you probably know? wondering how I got here. Yeah, yeah, but busted out. Roundabout happens. Like <laughs> it, it's all those things, and they they actually the weird thing about reading the book is they fight in the book. They do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, this is like a text like thing. Like this is like a message board fight. Uh huh. Like <laughs> it's really weird. And, and uh, like there, there's arguments about who was who was how mad at what time. <laughs> yeah, it's so silly. Uh. The, the the story that they they come they don't really reach a consensus but the idea is that public was more warm on the pregnancy hammer refused it and hammer says that he was never on board yes for this um and uh jackson says no that's your you're out of your mind. You were on board with this. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, I just entertained it. Cause it was stupid. <laughs> like it's, it's really Dermot and Hank. It is like in the book for a second. What's well, very funny. What's really funny about it is like, it, it even extends to like the captions on some of the sketches because there's like a sketch of, you know, different, like different poses of Dr. Girlfriend, like a potential new costume for her that would have allowed for her to have a baby belly. Right. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and like Doc Hammer's comment on that is like, oh, Jackson just pull it, just you know, he just he just sketches all the time, you know, like yeah, just the way yeah, they he's, he's, <laughs> just really discounting. He just has a lot of thirty pictures there. It doesn't even matter if we're going to use them. <laughs> like Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and like I, I I I'm actually really sympathetic to like Doc's objection to mm-hmm. making Doctor Girlfriend pregnant. It just basically he says like no like a I don't know if I'm into telling those stories, but b like think about the character right. Okay, so I'm I, I voice her right, so I'm gonna be a creator. I write her a lot. Uh, she would not be a negligent mother, and a good mother would not have a kid around the monarch in this environment. <laughs> I, I am really sympathetic to that as well. Like it was obviously the wrong choice. Yes. All the stuff with Doc being like, obviously I was never on board with it. Mm-hmm. Just really reads as like obnoxious to me. Yes. Uh, just like, Oh, of course. Now that we haven't done it, <laughs> you always didn't want to do it. Like mm-hmm. it feels like saving face. Yes. Uh, to me, which is never a good look. Nope. I think. <laughs> um, so what, what ended up, what they ended up doing instead, you know, so they, they, uh, this was left open. They started doing the kind of preliminary writing. They were writing their own episodes. And Doc was taking a really long time to write Orb, uh, that mm-hmm. episode. So Public started writing the the Rusty and Killager scenes for the intended premiere, which will be the next episode uh, the Doctor is sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Public ended up finishing the episode, and Hammer got mad about this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, And they ended up breaking it out. Uh, they made the Killinger stuff its own episode. So it's in the next episode, kept mm-hmm. some of the Monarch stuff, but changed a lot of it and ended up making Shadow Man 9 as the new premiere. Yes. And so you can see, like, the fact that this <laughs> was kind of a long, a long delayed, uneasy truce and the result mm-hmm. of kind of a uh, a miscommunication or, uh, you know, poorly communicated, let's say, uh, like labor split. You can kind of see mm. why this occupies a very weird space while still having some like banger jokes in it, you know, and yeah. good background detail about these two characters, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, they talk during the, um, the commentary and stuff, they talk about how they love the episode title mm-hmm. for this. And this is the, uh, they talk about the council of 13. This is the first major appearance of those silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Um, the book explains how they got the silhouettes and the commentary talks about how they want to bring them back mm-hmm. and focus on two of them, which they will do. Yeah. Um, I just, I just entered into season six of my rewatch. So I just got to do <laughs> bot seeking bot yep. uh, with Vendata, which is one of my favorite episodes. It's so good. <laughs> show. It's, it's like so unbelievably dumb and good. All the, the date with, with him and ghost robot is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so, I just love that villain bar that's underneath that Quonset hut in the middle Man, of the Don desert. Don Hell is incredible. It's good. Like Don Hell is incredible. Like oh, so man. good. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh so it's it's nice to see that they uh that they were already laying track, but that's just kind of the thing that Doc does. You know, he talks about yeah. like, you know, in the commentary he talks about saying like, "Oh, you know, we both love Treculies. Let's give him an origin story. Like let's have him." So, yeah. Still has not happened. Nope. Sadly. Um, we open with a little tiny flashback. Um, you know, the monarch is thinking about Dr. Girlfriend, you know, screwing up the courage to break the news to him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he comes out of the haze. He's been phasing out. Mon- Dr. Girlfriend says, hey, keep your head in the game. That almost took me out. 
um, because they're actually fighting a bunch of super creeps. Mm-hmm. Uh, these guild robots. Yes. Uh, also a reference to David Bowie's best album. Mm-hmm. Um, and Monarch says, this is the last fucking thing I expected you to say. And it never says, uh, <laughs> it never says what she said to him. Like what, do, what do you think it is? So like, I, I think that she said I applied for duo ship in the guild or something like that. Okay. You know, I, I think that, uh, I think that would make sense, even though he would not freak out about that. Mm-hmm. I think he might've said that, or she might've said that uh, she t- had him stop arching Dr. Venture under orders. Oh, okay. Because there's that little line where he's like, I told, you know, it's like you told me to do. I told him to stop venturing Archer. Yeah. Um, it makes no fucking sense, though. It, it ends mm-hmm. up being like, I have no idea who's in trouble for what. Yes. And I have no idea how they get off, like, the technicality. It's so irritating to me because it's not like this, these creators. Mm-hmm to do this sorry i keep going back to it but it just mm-hmm. it's a weird like him having that was the last fucking thing i expected you to say yeah anything that you could put in there doesn't warrant that response it doesn't <laughs> you know it's like an unsolvable math problem yeah you know it's so irritating yeah and also like how long is this after the uh, the time when they were in the escape cocoon still moist with it's each other's day. love it's a day okay yeah yeah so they didn't talk about anything they're, you know, they're, they're, they're not in the middle of a conversation right now. <laughs> no, no, no. They've they, they just been fighting for a whole day. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, so anywho, it, uh, we get our, our season premiere intro. They mm-hmm. always fuck with the intro. Yep. Same and this time it's, uh, you know, the monarch and Dr. Girlfriend. This is great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, color scheme changes and Love stuff. Love the purple. Yeah. Yep. Really, really good. Um, and then we cut over to the henchmen who are picking up the, you know, at the wreckage of crema- Cremation Creek. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah and you know 21 and 24 are talking 21 says you know now we will be as ronin uh but, yeah. the, but the moppets step in and this is the first time the moppets really have uh like a lot of drive in anything like they've it's a big had you moppet know, season yeah it's a big moppet season like they step in and basically pull rank they say okay is there a henchman number two you know, is there anybody, is there number, you know, number 18, anything like that? No. Okay. Well, we were number two to uh, Dr. Girlfriend. So everybody here uh, needs to answer to us and they back it up. They've got weird little daggers. Um, yeah. And you know, little psychos. Um, I like yeah. the line in the commentary because they're talking about like, oh, nobody likes these people. And, and they say, well, <laughs> I think it's Doc who says, you're not supposed to like them. You're supposed to think they're funny. <laughs> yeah and i do think well, they're funny <laughs> no, they're, they're great i'm glad they disappear when they disappear yes I'm, I'm glad we get a couple of moppet seasons and then mm-hmm. we take the focus off of them yeah yeah um you know th- this this uh them in this episode is great like the i love uh you know because the rest of the henchmen try to <laughs> strong them and he's just like oh let's do this mm-hmm. and the way they fight is he does um like a, a matrix uh, like the from the second matrix movie yeah uh, except he's just at uh you know waist tight so he just kicks everyone's balls in a circle um it's really well animated as well like i like the the way this looks yeah it's very funny yeah but having established dominance i think it's uh i know tim tom what's the name of the other one kevin 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 says team a clean this place up team b take this list to home depot you ask for carl <laughs> Yeah, like just, he's, he's got a everything guy. in that declarative voice is very funny <laughs> just, i just yeah. love that they have a guy at home depot <laughs> just cut over to another moppet dressed up in a home depot <laughs> uniform 
<laughs> like, uh, that that is a trick. Uh, Nobody works at Home Depot. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a big empty. <laughs> yep, it's a big empty building. <laughs> That's some some homeowner humor humor there for you, listeners. Yep. Okay, from Cole Ross. Yeah. Oh, Where's that from? Did you did you make up the nobody works like Home, Home Depot thing, or is that like a known? Is that like a homeowner joke that I don't get? I no, I I I don't know if, if other people say it. It's just true. You go to Home Depot and nobody helps you. Same thing with Lowe's. Huh. They're just they're oh. like gigantic airplane hangers where two people work. Dang. Yeah. Dang. Did it Lucky sound like it was though. a thing? No, I, I was, <laughs> I was just, I had to intuit what your point was because gotcha. okay. you know, I haven't had that experience and uh-huh. that made me think that it was a thing. Gotcha. You know, like, you know what they say about Lowe's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. Nope. Um, <laughs> so. I like being in a Lowe's. I like walking through the, uh, the aisle of doorways. Oh yeah. Like there's a bunch of weird, or like the aisle of lamps. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of weird, surreal, magical Luma shit <laughs> you do in a, in a Home Depot. The uh, the the way that they display windows, like on those like hinged boards, so it's like looking yeah. for a looking for a poster at Spencer's. Yes, <laughs> just just incredible. Yeah. Like it, it's it's actually a really fun store. I think oh, it yeah. smells good too. Hardware stores are great. I love hardware stores. Yeah. I just wish that there was anybody who could answer any questions that I have. Yeah, you got to go to the mom and pop hardware store. Of course I do. Yeah, but you give me yeah. shit for going there. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was, is it because you were checking to see if Gus was working? <laughs> no, like, I can't it remember was because of Gus. It was because I just like had a standing like, oh, I'm just going to go there every couple of weeks and do a walk around and see if I get any ideas for stuff to do around the house. Oh, that, well, that's why I was making fun of you for okay. it. Wasn't it wasn't because you're going to an indie store. It's because you had a fortnightly appointment to see if you had ideas for things you might need. Yeah. <laughs> okay um i don't have to take you. this from you <laughs> <laughs> you do actually okay I, all right um any any you uh, <laughs> yeah. so the moppets take them out uh we we cut over to the main kind of body of the episode which is going to be dr girlfriend and the monarch going back and forth between like the guild interrogation mm-hmm. uh chamber um both speaking to the council of 13 at the same time but not in the same room Yes, apparently not in the same room. Um, <laughs> uh, so this is where we learn, I think, that uh, Dr. Girlfriend's uh, name, her given name is Sheila. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to, I'm going to go back and forth. Uh, basically, I try to refer to, her, to refer to her as whatever she is dressed up as at the time. Okay. So, yeah. so uh, just understand that when when we say Sheila, Doctor Girlfriend, Doctor Wife, uh, Lady O'Pair, Queen Etheria, uh, same lady. Yeah, yeah. And what a lady! Oh yeah. Um, and starts off with them asking questions about the traitor Phantom Limb, which would mm-hmm. make sense, like if this was just an interrogation. Yes. Uh, for that. <laughs> this and, is where uh, we get the line where the monarch says, "Well, I know he wears an awful lot of purple for a white guy." It's pretty good. <laughs> Um, and Sheila says like, how dare you like imply that I was colluding with him? He ruined my life. And mm-hmm. they're like, ruined it. My dear, he began it. Yeah. And it's like, she knows this part. She knows that she's starch, you know, number two for him. Yeah. Like they're treating it as they're revealing it to her, but she knows it. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. <laughs> like, this yeah. is turning me to a cinema sins pennant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just an excuse to show, you know, to show us you just the, like, like how that began, but yeah, there could be a more, there could be a better, I mean, it would make sense if they showed this to, to the monarch, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cause he, cause he wouldn't know. Right. You know, but we don't know if maybe they are showing it to the monarch and they showed her something different because mm-hmm. after this little cut to the monarch. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But w- so, w- what we see 
Um, you know, the, apparently they have all this footage of uh, of the past. Uh, we've got Sheila on this picnic date with Phantom Limb, you know, and he's you know fully dressed up. He's in a, he's in an mm-hmm. outfit we're going to see later. Just a, what he wears to uh, hide his condition. Um, and he is, uh, he gets ready to show her his invisible limbs. He pulls down his, uh, pulls down his pants. Yeah. He's, he drops trow. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's just, you know, standing up. What do you know of evil? Like he's about to drop his pants, which mm-hmm. is you know pretty funny. Uh, yeah. but it turns out, you know, he's just, he's doing the, you know, evil or just good and evil or choices on the menu of the powerful, Yes. uh, you know, kind of speech mm-hmm. and ask her to join the guild. Um, the monarch is watching this and he's like, what kind of torture is this? You know, yeah. because to him, they're just sitting down and showing him a bunch of footage of his ex-girlfriend with, or his girlfriend, his wife with the, uh, her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. With the dick that he hates. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like what kind of torture is this? Yeah. Yeah. You know, this better not show up on YouTube. Right. Um, you know, and, uh, he says, you know, and what are you trying to do? Like, obviously I know about her past with phantom limb and they say, well, did you ever tell her about your past with phantom limb? And this and is the surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh so we get a flashback uh to Sheila arriving at the uh, at the guild. Uh you know t- taking the you know, Phantom Limbs advice, arriving at the guild uh as Lady Opair. Mm-hmm. Um and we have Watch and Ward here. Uh Watch first appears and says, you know, I'll I will be the only face you see. Everybody else will be shadows and masks. And then just Ward walks out eating a bag of chips. <laughs> <Those, yeah. laughs> okay, <Like, hey>, guys. <laughs> uh really good. He offer there's a really nice little animation gag where he offers or something. I didn't do any voice for it. Yeah. Uh you know, they're asking her orientation questions and talking about her getting powers. Mm-hmm. So they're like, you know, offering her things like, here's Ocelot woman. Mm-hmm. You know, mutated Ocelot. Basically just does itself. You get Ocelot powers. <laughs> Mink to Lovely. Just quick, a, take a quick dip in a tank of boiling minks <laughs> that have been belted with gamma rays. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like taking you know. a quick dip in a t- boiling minks. <laughs> just uh, the big barrel that they have with the belts yeah, putting so in gross. it. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, uh, Dr. Girlfriend is rightfully like, hey, this isn't, this isn't really what I imagined. I don't want to, you know, is there anything that doesn't emphasize the the, the sexiness? you know angle of this yeah. like oh you want to you're a women's lib type right let's have you yeah. number two for a woman the murderous betty rage <laughs> i love betty rage just being in this little ca- yeah, like, I'm castle just, just waiting to be unveiled <laughs> um obviously a uh a mark you know a playoff of betty page of course who's a pinup model mm-hmm. who formed the basis of uh how roller derby girls look a lot of the time mm. um the uh there's a nice little bit of foreshadowing here too, um, where they say like your your solo project didn't work out. And she's like, yeah, my moppets moppets turned out to be difficult to control. Yes, uh, which is kind of foreshadowing the fact that they're you know traitorous traitorous little skeevy scumbags. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but Phantom Lim <laughs> comes in and just says he'll take him take her under his wing. Uh, he has some kind of status here. He's not in the Council of Thirteen, mm-hmm. and he's not the Sovereign. But everyone has to bow and scrape to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's a, I'm not entirely sure what's going on. He's a mover um, and a shaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he takes her under his wing, and he calls Shadow Man 9, uh, and this turns out to be the monarch. Yes. Um, and the monarch is immediately smitten. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately giving her the eyes. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Sh- Shadow Man. So the Phantom Limbs henchmen, he calls them Shadow Men. Uh, and yes. of course, henchmen only have numbers. Uh, so it says, Hey, Shadow Man 9, take her to my lair. 
Um, at this point, we get a little bit of shtick with uh, the council deciding to start yelling silence so they can sound intimidating. I like when yeah. they start interrupting each other with it. <laughs> and then they start coaching each other on how to do it better. Mm-hmm. It's very cute. The council is great. Yes. The council is like very, very adorable old men. <laughs> um, super good. Yeah. Um, so here we think that the what the monarch's in trouble for is that he didn't go through the proper channels. They're asking questions about like you know they found out they've been he's been venging uh or he's been arching arch- venture since college, not venging archer. Let's, mm-hmm, let's mm-hmm, go back mm-hmm. to the intro. Of this, um, you know, and he the monarch says like, oh, do you have footage from that? And he's like, of course we don't have footage. <laughs> you know, we're not magic angel angel babies. <laughs> have anything from that long ago. And uh, he says, you know, what are you going to do? Show me hours of uh, footage of me abusing myself to Margie Post. Which is uh, a good which good taste, Monarch. Yeah. You know, if you're going to masturbate to anybody on Night Court. What? You mean you weren't a... You weren't a bowl? I was a Roz man. You weren't all in for bowl? Yeah. Yeah, not a bowlman. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, good pull on Marky Post there. Yeah, I, I like really how good. he how they, they they ask him to elaborate on something, and he he, he thinks like, <laughs> well, oh well, Night Court was sweeping the nation. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's very funny if they had asked him to elaborate on that. Um, oh man! So we just get a flashback as the monarch tells his story uh, of attempting to blow up Doctor uh, Doctor Venture T S uh, Rusty. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he's sta- he's standing behind a tree. He's dressed up in a leather jacket, like little punk. Um, mm-hmm. and a lab building blows up, and one of his friends run- runs up immediately and says, "Hey, did you you know did you hear the news? Uh, T. S. Venture blew up Werner Underbite's face." So a yeah. little bit of backstory so. here. Underbite thinks that Rusty is the one who uh, caused the accident uh, that blew off his jaw. No, it was uh, the Monarch attempting to kill Rusty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he's he's upset about this. Shortly after this, Rusty uh, leaves because his dad died. Um, the venture car that picks him up is based on a real car called the Avro car, hmm. apparently, which is really wild looking. If you oh yeah, anybody looks that up. Um, the uh, so then he you know he talks about how he is in his uh, what they call in the monarch community a pupil stage, <laughs> um, where he made his own uniform and made his own monarch mobile, and I love him just screaming and manually flapping the wings of the monarch mobile. It's so good. <laughs> It's really, really good. And like they, they really luxuriate on, it, luxuriate on it, too, as he plows through different parts of the compound, just yanking on this little pull, pull rope to, mm-hmm. to make the wings go. <laughs> like, he's driving through the hallways. Yeah. It's so good. Um, <laughs> he comes up on something we've seen before, you know, from I Know Why the Cage Bird Kills, mm-hmm. uh, the scene where all the subtle innuendo that led to... <laughs> Uh, Myra having sex with Rusty, mm-hmm. you know, the very test tubes that she was sucking off. Yep. Um, he comes in, he jumps out, he's out of breath, and Myra just starts beating the shit out of him. Yeah. With uh, with Helper. And of course, he lies to save face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Try, yeah. Tries to say there was more security there than there was. Although, all he has to say is, just picture a female Brock Sampson if you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. That, that's Myra enough. Incredibly competent. Yeah, yeah. So the monarch says, you know, his excuse for why he did what he did is like, I had no idea who you guys were back then, so I couldn't have followed your rules. Like, no, you were doing this while you were a henchman. You were moonlighting while you arched for Phantom Limb, the sea anemone, Helicoptero, and Joseph and his amazing Technicolor nightmare coat. I, I love uh, Helicoptero and, and Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Nightmare coat so much. Yep. 
helicopter has no useful powers. Nope. <laughs> like he's just he's wearing a shirt that's a helicopter. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's really good. Um so the council uh you know have assembled the tribunal. Uh, I like a crucible mm-hmm. uh, to determine the monarch's punishment for his unauthorized arching. Um, so according to this tribunal, there is no monarch. Mm-hmm. So how this ties into what Dr. Girlfriend said, I do not know. Don't know. Do not um, know. Do not care. Uh, do care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, don't know. Care a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, would like the, to care. Uh, would like to know. Would like. Yeah. Uh, we go back to the, cock, the, the cocoon where the, uh, the Moppets and the henchmen have gotten the cocoon stood back up, but they're trying to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, a nice little bit of foreshadowing. One of the henchmen is wheeling a gigantic penny in the background. <laughs> uh, this will show up later next season. Yes, it will. Um, um, and 21 and 24 find the old Monarch mobile uh, that he had that the hand pump wings. Mm-hmm. And uh, 24 is upset that they, they could have this sweet secondary Monarch mobile instead of his Nissan Stanza, which is also destroyed. My Stanza! Doug is going to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> He's Doug. Doug is going to kill me! <laughs> uh, God, I love the Stanza. Um, but the mm. Moppets come in and yell at, yell at him again, and 21 proposes his plan, saying, okay, they beat up everybody we know. Who do we? Who else do we know who has beat up everybody we know? Uh, let's see if we can get Brock to deal with these Moppets for us. There's a, a weird line here where um, 24 says, hopefully they pull a double Villages, which is referring to Herbie Villages, who's mm. a little person from Fantasy Island who killed himself. Oh. So. Huh. Yeah. Little uh, little little person suicide joke there from, yeah. uh, from 24. Why not? Why not? Um, so the Council of 13 sentences his monarch to extinction by lava. You know, I thought it was bee stings this week. Um, thank you. Now, her girlfriend is like, no, no, I'm going to defend him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the monarch, this is, again, this very frustrating thing where it's like, he's trying to get off on some kind of technicality. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, no, no, I didn't dress up as the monarch for arching. I did it for love. Yeah. So, you know, pull up the, the record of the first night I slept with Dr. Girlfriend, you know, even though it gets extra hot, great. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's just, it's again, just very strange. Yeah. No. Um, but we, we do get, I love him going to the guild ball, um, as himself <laughs> yep. uh, here and all the stuff of the guild ball is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in order to do that, uh, he needs to get out of his henching duties, uh, because, uh, he is scheduled to hold a uh, plate of mini tacos, um, mm-hmm. at the ball that phantom limb is hosting, uh, shadow man 24, who is just henchman 24. Uh, <laughs> Just working for a different person this time. Uh, he catches the monarch in his monarch costume because the monarch uh, uh, foolishly attempts to, uh, you know, keep, why would you keep your costume at work, dude? You know, just a, just an idiot. Yeah. Just uh, an idiot. Yeah. But he wants to, uh, to, you know, use the costume, go to the guild ball uh, and seduce and seduce Sheila. Yes. Yeah. Um, this is where he references, uh, his trust fund kind of squaring his origins, mm-hmm. you know, previously they made an offhand joke about him just being a trust fund guy, not really being a real villain yeah. and here they're kind of having him be both. Yes. You know? So he's saying like, Hey, I wasn't dressing up to arch venture. I was going to seduce Dr. Girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And we cut over to Dr. Girlfriend wanting to play out the rest of the tape. Yeah. Um, I have no idea why this satisfies the guild. Um, <laughs> I love, uh, the party though. I love the guild ball. You know, mm-hmm. the, the extras and stuff, including um, one of my favorite extras I've decided, which is the gigantic Modoc guy who I found out is called the Notorious Headface. <laughs> uh, Notorious Headface is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, only appears uh, here and then once in um, 
mention, but apparently there was more stuff with the Notorious Head face hmm. in an earlier draft, so maybe there'll be some deleted scenes. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Love that guy. I just, I love the monarch here. I'm like, he's, he has to be making up this story. Uh, oh, but he, he's not because this is continuity. The, well, um, yeah. He, he definitely has a, he definitely has a pass with Captain Sunshine. Why would he have been doing anything with Captain Sunshine at this point? When he was, uh, under number twoing under like, Oh, Joseph other folks. Amazing gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There Patrick we go. Nightmare code okay. But I love that he's yeah. like in his element, like he's totally smooth. He's got Sheila and Truculies wrapped Big around his campus. little finger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just telling the story about noticing the safety is on uh, Captain Sunshine, uh, who wasn't really created at this point because mm-hmm. he's using a blaster as opposed to, you know, just his his powers. Yeah. Um, and fooling to think he's invulnerable. And yeah. this is the second mention of Captain Sunshine, mm-hmm. you know, returning the corpse of Boy Wonder, <laughs> uh, Wonder Boy to uh, to him was one of the instructions yes. between season one and two. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, you know, Tricky is hanging out. He's getting a little empty goes off and this leaves uh dr girlfriend queen etheria alone with him and uh he starts you know they kind of start chatting and he kind of seals the deal real easy yeah uh just you know saying that she's you know very beautiful like she's she's upset she doesn't get to sit you know do anything um he's like oh you look great in that outfit do you want to go outside and then immediately just start banging in the the car yeah yeah like incredible alpha move (laughs) they start banging in the car um and like it's an immediate kind of kind of bond because you know in the afterglow she's talking to him and like giving him advice about like how he can improve his operation saying oh monarch has a double meaning you know you Mm -hmm. should probably like work that into your costume and like hey i can probably design you some functional wings uh as long as you get a car with a bigger back seat (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, and she and he says you know so we can fuck differently and she's like no silly we're gonna need henchmen yeah, lots gonna, and lots of henchmen yeah it's like she's talking about having kids like she even does like the hugging her belly kind of thing talking about it's having lots sweet. and lots of henchmen yeah but like yeah. you know she's thinking okay i'm gonna get away like all number two for this for this new guy <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, this is also where she reveals that she's the number two for Trucules as well. Yes, which is uh, previously established lore. Mm-hmm. Um, he go, he's going to tell her that he works for you know Phantom Limb. Mm-hmm. Pulls off his helmet, and his eyebrows fly out. And she <laughs> says eyebrows, <laughs> uh, which, which I like a lot. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the shadow men busts the window and pulls uh, Monarch out, mm-hmm. and is getting ready to uh, to kill him for this thing yeah um limb you know again being a controlling dick mm-hmm. you know the guests are starting to ask questions clean yourself up and go back to the party yeah um she's a strong woman she says no and all of this uh you know potential execution is interrupted by the council yes yeah they kind of shuffle out as one big silhouette and say what's going on down there um mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh and so the monarch gets ready to drive sheila away um and you know just in trying to answer who he is because fandom doesn't recognize him he's not been around uh he looks at the m on the hood of his uh on the hood of his car and says oh i'm the mighty manitar um yeah which comes back in the post credits fandom says you're officially on my shit list uh from this night forward my primary focus will be to destroy you um yeah yeah um and he this is he's just he's just making stuff up like to get that y'all to get through my malevolent murder maze it's because he has an m on his the hood of his car yeah (laughs) so good at thinking on the fly at the very least 
Yeah. Um, 24 runs up in the Shadow Man 9 outfit that he mm-hmm. swapped. He begs to be taken with. And Sheila goes, no, that's 9. He's the one who has this creepy staring. <laughs> and sorry, dude. Uh, very sad and foreshadowing monarch using anybody to get what he wants. Yep. Um, Le- leaving 24 in the dust, he will not be the number two. Um, yeah. He will forever be a 24. And by forever, I mean until the end of the season and most of the way through the next. <laughs> yeah, he sticks around, kind of. Um, I love this is one of my favorite jokes in the, the thing mm-hmm. when they cut over and he uh, Mark says, What did that that video have a wipe in it? <laughs> like, that's very cute to me. Councilman three got Adobe premiere. <laughs> was it too showy? <laughs> was it too showy? I thought it would make the scene more lively. And I'm always here for some for some Adobe creative sweet jokes. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> um, again, I love the council just kind of support each other. Uh-huh. Councilman three got Adobe premiere. I'm like, just very excited. Um, um, and the monarch, you know, he says like, Hey, and you also, you changed the music, you know, you, you, of course you remember the song that you, uh, you know, first made love to the, you know, to, to your wife to future uh, wife, future wife yeah. to. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's like, Oh, we couldn't afford the rights to the sugar cube song. We almost sealed the deal, but then Bjork's lawyers got testy or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we don't know which, which song it is. They end up playing that rev me up, mm-hmm. uh, fake Brock song. Yes. During it. Um, Dr. Girlfriend says, like, hey, this is really implausible that Phantom Limb wouldn't have recognized the monarch as his henchman. Uh, so it was obvious that he was actually hiding the monarch's activities from the guild. Yeah. Um, and this works. This, mm-hmm. is, this is the convincing argument. The The dividing wall opens up. The monarch and Dr. Girlfriend reunite. You know, they think that they're going to die. Mm-hmm. But the sovereign comes on and delivers the verdict. Yes. Uh, before that, we go over to the... Uh, 2124 watching Brock talk to the Moppets and he doesn't <laughs> fight them. He ends up shaking their hands. Um, this is where we get the uh, 24 saying, you know, he's just talking to them. Maybe he can kill with sound. <laughs> Maybe his voice is a killing sound, <laughs> uh, which is There's, from Dune. Oh, killing of course. Word. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at one point also, uh, when they're talking, he says, "Maybe they're doing the Marquis of Queensbury rules, <laughs> which is very funny. Um, uh, what, what in the world could Brock have possibly said to these guys? <laughs> like, so, you know, so you guys want to fix the the cocoon? I'll help. Yeah. I don't know. Like Brock, none of the ventures get a line in this uh-huh. episode. It's the only episode in the series. Right. The only episode where Patrick Warburton doesn't have a speaking credit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's part of part of relying on like why it feels weird mm-hmm. as an episode, and then part of as kind of like laying down a mission statement for this season that we're going to expand our cast yeah. even further. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, Tim Tom is displeased that uh, <laughs> that, that uh, twenty one and twenty four tried to uh, tried to stage a coup, so he starts stabbing twenty four repeatedly. No, no, he, no, he comes up and he says, "Who's uh, whose idea was it?" Oh yeah, um, yeah, and he wants to congratulate him. He's like, "Why don't you get more of your friends?" Mm-hmm. And he ends up stabbing twenty four because after they build the cocoon, they pour Gatorade on him. Oh yes, you're right. Yes, there we yeah. go. But yeah, let's say we call more of your old pals and then we get like a whole bunch of the guild villains flooding into the canyon uh, with a montage Mm -hmm. uh, cutting back and forth uh, between finishing up the uh, the, finishing the barn raising, the cocoon raising um, and Dr. Girlfriend and the Monarch officially being accepted into the guild as a duo, uh, which involves them being stripped to their underwear and then having their hands joined by a snake. Yeah, tying a snake around around their hands. (laughs) It's so good. Very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
so they they are meant to uh, to seal the deal. They have to complete their first mission together, um, which is taking over Phantom Limb's house. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the episode ends you know before the credits with uh, you know the monarch trying to carry Doctor Wife over the threshold, but she deploys his wings with her ass, and he mm-hmm. can't get through. Yeah. And that's our little little jokey joke to get through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then post credits, uh, we see the fate of the mighty Manitar. <laughs> and phantom limb it was uh and phantom limb yeah lo- lost everything including his mind uh we, we've got this old mta employee walking into his bedroom phantom limb is waiting in the dark uh and says you know, and and when he confronts him the the mta guy is like oh i thought i retired from this no one retires from phantom limb's shit list uh yeah. like it's the mighty manitar like the phantom limb is holding up the uh like part of his costume or whatever and moves in to shock him to death. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And, uh, we will end up seeing Manitar again, mm-hmm. um, through a flashback and such. Um, but this is, uh, that's the premiere mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, some good goofs, but yeah. I, I think the season for me, the season picks up Yeah, more than anything. Like, I don't know. I, it's hard for me to articulate exactly why I find this episode annoying without trying to sound like a CinemaSins guy, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't have the kind of logical internal consistency that I feel like the show usually does. Yeah. Um, and when you have characters reacting, you know, in ways that serve the drama rather than like how they'd actually react, it's kind of the opposite mm-hmm. of what I think the strength of the show yeah. is, you know, the, the show is about the undersell, not the, not the oversell, mm-hmm. you know? So if I can say anything uh, to the episode's credit, aside from like uh, a lot of the jokes genuinely make me laugh. Uh, one of the things is it, it honestly does look fucking really, really good. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, and this is actually like a weirdly good way to show it, um, you, know, you know, by kind of having not just like the first scenes in the, in the guild, uh, the actual like, you know, guild headquarters and stuff with those beautiful backgrounds. Uh, but also by having uh, the different, you know, character designs and costumes and stuff in the past as well. Like, this is a really yeah. good, a really good show off episode for a new art style, I think. I think so, too. Like, yeah. I would I would agree with that. Yeah. And it's not like a train wreck or anything. Like, we're not, mm-hmm. you know, state dinner in it or anything. It's just, I just was expecting, you know, I remember, uh, you know, even after, just for this rewatch, like, finishing season two. Mm-hmm. And just being like, uh, man, like this show's at the top of its fucking game. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I just kind of had high ex- expectations. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Um, you know, there's more good coming. Yeah. This is, uh, this is no Dr. Quim medicine woman, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this is probably my second least favorite episode of the season, mm-hmm. but it doesn't, uh, it's still, you know, a bad episode of Venture Brothers. Even, you know, it's not like, uh, Steve Dinner had no laughs in it. Mm hmm. You know, as we, yeah. uh, as we mentioned, um, so yeah, so thanks everybody. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, if you're listening to this on the public feed and you think, Hey, I'd like to listen to that episode now. Uh, you can do that. Uh, if you go to patreoncom slash duck TV, uh, you can get access to episodes of this a week early. Uh, if you're listening to this on the early feed, you still have to wait a week. I'm sorry. Yep. You're being punished for supporting us. <laughs> uh, the, uh, we, we, you can, uh, there's plenty of other stuff to listen I'm not to. Go- I'm not going to apologize for how time works, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> the free tape call and show this shit. Um, it's about time you apologize for how time works. 
Time <laughs> lapse. Bit, my silence has um, been deafening. Yeah, the, the, like, uh, you're not ready to hear this, but some of y'all aren't ready to take responsibility for how time works. And that's the tea. Um, the, uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be back. We appreciate you. Listen to our other shows. Mm-hmm. Rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and uh, Podcast Addict. Mm-hmm. And uh, until next time, go, go Team Venture. Team Venture. Team Venture.